This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Of course, the first time we've got her this year. It's Cray News with Kay on a Monday with Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? I'm good. My house is falling apart. It's far too cold. We've got a massive polar vortex that's heading for us. Everyone in America needs to be conscious of the weather this week. But honestly, other than that, I'm feeling really good. How are you? (laughs) Way to come out with a bang. Uh, I'm doing fine. It's uh, it's a new year. Today's Elvis's birthday. Nothing wrong with that. Would have been 89 today. 89, Elvis. I think... Let's see, 35 to 24, that's 89, right? Yeah, yeah, that is. So there you go. Uh, So, yeah, he he probably will come back on tour soon. You know, he's been hiding long enough, I think, Kay. Mm -hmm. And enough is enough. The man should come back now. Absolutely. I think so. Elvis coming back. Yep, I can see that on my 2024 bingo card. Absolutely. Do you think Elvis really died in 1977? Dude, I don't think Elvis died. I don't think Tupac died. I don't think Biggie died. I don't think any of them what did, is up except with the, Tupac the ones thing? that they wanted to. All of a sudden, Tupac is like getting a resurgence, and Tupac is really alive. And I don't know if they found some old recordings of his or something, but he's like in the mainstream today. Do you know why? Um, so there is a woman called Tupac Shakur that I wrote about who got arrested in Florida one time. Um, but no, I think, like, here's the thing, right? Like, I rap a lot in my car. I'm not ashamed to say it. I can wow. do, well, it's not Tupac, but I can do all of Party and BS by Biggie Smalls. There's a wow. handful of others. I, that, I think, is more speaks to, like, John and I had this conversation this weekend because we, on Friday, we had to sit and watch three and a half hours of Joe Rogan with Taylor Sheridan. So like two very, you know, quintessential white American men. Um, And then we watched, uh, or he showed me about 30 seconds of Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. uh, Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. We watched the whole thing. And as soon as it was done, I turned to John and I said, I could watch another two hours of these two. But it wasn't until Sunday when I was like chatting to my parents about it, where they were like, so wait, you watch like Rogan and then you go. So like, like a very white podcast, quote unquote, and then you go to like a very sort of like, quote unquote, black podcast doesn't make a difference to most people. I think certainly in my generation, like there are a lot of woke people who care about race. There are a lot of people who want to separate us by our race. There are a lot of people who want to hate and shame us based on race, based on race. I don't spend time with any of those people. I spend time with predominantly conservative people who don't care. They don't care right. what race you are. They just care if you're a good person. In well, fact, Saturday night. This. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I'm floating around and, uh, and I see the, the, um, the Shannon Sharp and, 
Cat Williams thing, and I watched the whole thing as well. I never once thought to myself, look at the two black guys talking. Yeah. I, I, never, I never thought that. I was like, oh, here's the former tight end from the Denver Broncos, and here's a comedian that I've heard of. What are they talking about? And boy, I, he, if he's telling the truth, and he acts like he is, he exposed a lot of people in that interview. It was insane. Like I didn't, so I didn't realize like Cat Williams is, you know, like John. John was telling me like Cat Williams is like an A-list celebrity. He's one of those famous comedians. He's one of those like untouchables out here in the states, like who has gotten to a level of fame and success where it's just like they can somewhat, to a certain extent, do no wrong. Obviously, his brand of comedy is extremely different to yes. Dave Chappelle right. or to sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of someone else who's that famous. Like Tom Segura, I would right. say, is actually that famous right now. So they're all, but Cat Williams is like the OG of that. Like he, and I, being a European, being Welsh, I had no idea who he was other than from sort of like pop culture references. Like, yeah, like I said, we got to the end of it. I didn't, I don't know who Shannon Sharp is. Um, I was just like, that guy has amazing teeth. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, Former football teeth. player, yeah. And I like his, well, then I must know who he is because I'm such a prolific sports reporter, right. as everyone knows. <laughs> but um, no, I thought, it, well, like, that's the thing, though, right? I was having that conversation with the guy and his crew who, who've come in. Um, it's actually my neighbor, and our roof was leaking. It's been a fun week. It's been really great. Sorry, when I say week, I mean a month. That's how long it's taken my right. landlord to get someone to fix it. But anyway, um, but he and I were talking about it because he was joking. Like, everyone who hears him and his crew speak Spanish, they just assume that everyone on the crew is Mexican. Right. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I kind of get that because every time I talk to people out here who maybe don't know, they assume that I'm English or Australian. I've been accused of being English, which is disgusting so many wow. times. Irish, I think, is kind of respectful. I'd be fine being Irish. No one even knows what Wales is. But you don't sound like Irish or Australian. What are they, crazy? Well, I think it's because I put on like a much more accentuated oh, okay. English accent when I do media because if I spoke like I speak at home, no one could understand me. Well, plus, plus we would have to censor a lot of it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, because it would be effing so, so, bottom, so bottom line is you, you believe Elvis is alive then? I believe Elvis is alive. Um, Tupac, for sure, is still alive. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is still alive. All of them are uh. still alive. Everything is real until you prove to me that it's not at this point, Joe. And that is my mantra going into 2020. Nice. Uh, it's Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. See her on Newsmax all the time. She's a great news and commentary right over at the Daily Caller. I've got to ask you about this Alaska Airlines thing, and then I guess Japan Airlines did something as well. Are planes falling apart? What's going on? So this is... <clears throat> I've flown around the world several times, so I'm going to preface this by saying it would be great if everyone could go out and travel. I love that. Right. Nothing's getting me on an airplane in the next couple of years. I can well, tell happened? you that. So, okay. A little while ago, we don't know when, because Boeing won't tell me and Alaska Airlines won't tell me. But a little while ago, turns out the uh, light came on, like a little warning light saying, oh, there's an issue with the pressurization on this one particular Boeing aircraft. So for those of you who maybe aren't into aviation, the pressurization thing is the thing that stops you from dying when you go into the sky. And like good not to die, right. And exploding and all right. those horrific nightmare things that most people should think about when they think we're flying right. through the air at 700 miles an hour in a tin can. Um and I like flying, so that's like saying something. So this little light comes on. It came on like three or four times on this particular aircraft. So, you know, 
No one at uh, the FAA, no one at NTSB, no one at Alaska Airlines, no one at Boeing thinks, hmm, maybe we shouldn't put almost 200 people on this plane and try and fly it. We'll just fly it slightly less so that if something does happen, we'll be over land. And um, instead of the aircraft plummeting out of the sky into the ocean and killing everyone, it can crash over land and kill people on the ground as well. I'm just kidding. That that wasn't what they were thinking. They literally just ignored the problem. Cut to, like, what, what was it, Friday or something like that? Right. This happened. The seal on the door, on, like, the door panel, like, where the window is, like, to the outside, which is 36,000 like feet in the air right um that just like blew off and it turns out that they knew that this problem was you know they knew that the pressurization light was on they knew that they had a problem turns out that they may have known that this problem was like just an issue with this particular type of aircraft so somebody i don't know who whether it was um boeing itself or whether it was uh the faa or the ntsb someone had the sort of sense to go right okay so we should probably not kill people in the middle of the air or risk that even so let's ground all of the aircrafts that are like this i swear to goodness joe I get on the phone with John. He goes, isn't that the same plane that your dad said? My, so my dad is super into like, like he's way worse than me. Like it's like <laughs> me on steroids with like okay. all the same stuff. But my dad's super into aviation. If he had had better eyesight, he would have, he would have been a pilot. Okay. Um, and so he had brought up the fact that there was an issue with these planes I mean, I can't remember when he first brought it up with me years ago. It was like one of those stories that's like, you know, every dad, it's like they have the sayings and the stories. Yes. Anytime you bring up a Boeing 737 around my dad, he goes off on like, well, you know, there is this one concern with the, you know, and it's like, oh, that was the one concern with the, yeah, it turns out it was like a legit concern with the Boeing. And my, well, how, did, how did he know that? Were there, were there early writings about it? I mean, did people, were people reporting there seemed to be an issue? Um, knowing my dad, that information either came from a throwaway comment he read on some back-end instruction manual that he found <laughs> after spending six hours Googling through wikipedia through everything he could possibly find. He's a very well-read man. Yeah. Um, or, and me and my dad both have this problem, he was probably sat down somewhere minding his own business one day and someone sat down next to him and the conversation turns to somehow, hi, I'm an engineer for Boeing and I have this worry and no one will listen to me, strange men in, you know, random part of the world. Have they grounded them now? Yeah, they grounded a hundred and just over, I think, a hundred and seventy. It only took the door almost blowing off. To, to oh, yeah, make it only took the door blowing off in like three freaking days. Wow. Like, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. So scary. It is. So uh, scary. Can, what model is it, by the way? It's a I mean, Boeing. Um, I think seven thirty seven Max. Is that I what think, it's called? Yeah, it's the seven thirty seven Max, but it's like a like a twelve eight. Oh no, it's flight twelve eighty two. I can't. There's like a little thing before the Boeing, okay. but I can't remember what that. What I'm that just saying, those watching and listening is. should should be wary of whatever model it is. I'm just going to put it out there, yeah. Um, because there's something going on according to them grounding the planes. It's case mm-hmm. Mike. Go to casemike.com. All right, another UFO and UAP <laughs> hearing is coming up. Is this happening in a few days? I think it's happening tomorrow. It might be next week. Okay, but it's all rubbish. So who cares? You know why is it rubbish? Wait, why? Why, why, wait, I thought I thought it was real. I thought UFOs and UAPs were real now. 
oh yeah, they're probably real, but anything the government has to do with them is absolute pants and trash <laughs> and just absolute crap and ass. So they lie <laughs> all the time. Like, I mean, it is the greatest disinformation campaign I've ever seen. Like, so much better than COVID. So much better than all like the really? Epstein cover-up stuff. It is yeah, magical. But I, but I thought, but I thought the last hearings they literally said yes, we know they exist. I thought they admitted it. Uh, no, they had a guy who came with zero primary evidence say yes, we know that these things are real. Everyone in there, in you know the Senate hearing chamber, like in the halls of Congress or whatever, at that point was. Very much on board. Yes, UFOs are real. We know all these UFOs are real. And then they had the opportunity within the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024 to basically put in these provisions that would force disclosure and information from the Pentagon that they have collected on you and me, me and you. We pay. We pay our government and we pay people in our government billions, if not trillions of dollars every single year to dig into the ufo the uap like the whole alien technologies and alien phenomenon we have never been really given any information about it and yet we're the ones paying for it so yeah. there was a clause in the act that was going to essentially force the hand of arrow the office within the pentagon that's designed to learn about this or to do this stuff and any other sub sort of like these black ops programs like they were going to be forced to tell us the information they have what's real what's not what do we know what don't we know and then wouldn't you know right around the time that we were all supposed to be like okay let's get ready for this thing to pass and then like we'll all be on the same page because like we're all pretty sure this stuff is real but you guys have spread so much information at this point richard Doty. we all are looking at you you mm, He's one of wow. these intelligence officers who now claims to be on the side of good. And he's like, no, I don't spread information about UFOs anymore. I just tell the truth. No, you don't, bruv. But anyway, so we were all about to be told all of this amazing stuff about UFOs. We we're about to get, you know, some kind of trust back with our government. Because if they, you know, you hadn't realized no one trusts the government anymore. Um, and then they turned around and said, actually, no, we're not going to release any information on UFOs. And we're actually going to change this clause to sh basically force us to not release anything for about 25 years. And if Come the on. president, no, I swear to goodness, I lost my mind, Joe, when I read this thing. Yeah, but didn't we just have like Las Vegas stories about seven foot tall aliens in people's backyards and stuff? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and oh, it yeah. was like on police body cam. It was on all sorts of, we have all sorts of evidence that it's going on. And I thought that they were like, all right, listen, yeah, they're real. Now they're just completely doing a 180? No, they just, they, they strung us along for the, well, I mean, what was it, 1945 when all this stuff first kicked off? Right. So they strung us along for, you know, the 80th year or whatever it was in a row, um, saying, yeah, we're going to finally get in on this, and we're all going to be on the same team, and we're all going to admit the UFOs are real, and we have to come to, like, terms with that as, like, humanity. No, that that didn't happen. And I wrote, it, I wrote for The Daily Caller. Everyone go read my stuff on The Daily Caller. As soon as that clause dropped... And I realized Chuck Schumer, Tim Bichette, like all these men who claimed that they were going to help us were a big bunch of stinking liars. Wow. I wrote a piece saying, I guarantee in the next week there is going to be more crazy UFO stories than you can shake a stick at. Within a day, apparently a video resurfaced from October showing a UFO flying past Air Force One. Mm, I think I would have seen that if it had actually happened in October. Right. Okay, boys. And then there's like this new congressional hearing, which is a distraction tactic. We've got, um, I wrote another, yeah, we got the whole Miami, like 10 foot aliens walking around Miami rubbish. That was the Las Vegas thing. Like, I mean, 
this year, if you hear anything in the news media about UFOs and it's not me writing about it, you are basically being dragged into a psyop where you will be given false hope that you will ever get any kind of trust, any kind of hope from our government in admitting what these things are in our skies. Like, that's all it's going to be. You're going to go through another round of harm. I know people who've killed themselves over this stuff, Joe. Like, people have literally committed suicide because they've dedicated their lives to forcing the hand of government to reveal the data that we paid for. They get this close... And then they get screwed. And yeah, it's awful. Like it's horrific the way that the government and these, you know, quote unquote, former intelligence officers who aren't former, they're still intelligence officers, manipulate people and destroy people's lives by spreading misinformation about UFOs simply so we can never find out the truth and filter that truth from Let me just the say this. deluge Any, of crap. Anybody considering it, do not kill yourself. Don't mm-hmm. do that. It is uh, Kay Smythe. Kay Smythe with an E at the end because she's Welsh. Uh, KaySmythe.com. Watch her on Newsmax all the time. Quickly, Matt, about a minute or so, fill me in on the new solar storm threat because it's uh, you know really cold, like you said, and then it's really hot sometimes, and it's really cold. I don't even know what a, a solar storm does. Fill me in. Solar storms don't actually affect the weather. They influence the uh, magnetic fields, Earth's magnetic fields. And for, in layman's terms, everything we do goes through uh, the magnetic field. So everything we are, we run off this energy. The reason that we have gravity, all of these wonderful things, um, everything sort of links into one. It's like a really wonderful system. So when we get these solar flares, that system kind of goes. Aah! And completely no, I don't want to do out. that. That was really bad. But the issue is right now is that if we had like a really, 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 really super powerful solar flare, not only would it knock out all forms of electricity and technology um, everywhere in the world and potentially fry them. So it's one of those things where like it's not just the impact of like going through a solar flare that would uh, potentially disrupt all forms of communication, internet. It would send all of our satellites plummeting back down to earth potentially. Um, it would also stop every pacemaker, every hospital. If you had a loved one in hospital while a solar storm hit, um, I'm sorry, that's just that. Um, and it sort of can, I've, I've got to go, but I got to I have to go. World. But can we defend against it or not? Oh, yeah, we can. Government's not going to do that either, but we can talk about that another time. <laughs> okay. Well, we ended on a very, very happy note, as usual. It is uh, Kay Smythe. Go follow her, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E dot com. See her on television all the time. Read everything she does in The Daily Caller. Every story that we just talked about, she's written today for The Daily Caller or in recent days. Go and check it out right now, dailycaller.com. Search Kay Smythe. Kay, thank you. A happy new year. God bless you. It's all going to be fine, Joe. It's all going to be fine, I promise. Going to take a deep breath. We're going to be just fine. Kay, I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always glad to have Kay on tomorrow. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Also, Peter St. Ange. He is a, an economist. How is the economy really going? Going to get the real truth or not? Got that for you. Make sure you check out all the social media. Go to JoePags.com. Click on whichever is your favorite. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pags Show.